Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike the intern, back in the studio. Sir, we made it. It's Friday, thank God. So, uh, PGA Tournament in Tulsa this weekend. First round was yesterday. Did they actually even get to play? Did they have Did they have rain or anything? Had none. It's a beautiful God, day. God, what the hell happened here yesterday? Well, I, I guess we were out in front of whatever the storm system is, but whatever. No, it was a beautiful day. Sunny, warm, perfect, a little bit on the windy side, but oh no, they got the full round in. Nice. Rory McIlroy sizzled the course, a 500 par 65, and he has the lead by one stroke. Now, there are two very good young golfers behind him, Will Zalatoris and Tom Hoagie, and they are both one stroke back. Then there's a log jam, as you might expect. These are pro golfers, so they all shot very well, except for the guy who gets most of the media coverage. And he did not. Shot a four over par seven, uh, 74, four over par 74, and was limping, noticeable. Ah. He uh, said at the end, he said he admitted his uh, damaged leg is hurting him. He said, what I'm going to do is go back and I'll tell you one of the healing processes and it doesn't, he thinks it works overnight, but it doesn't. Where you stick that leg in ice. Mm-hmm. It's an ice bath is what it is. And it does help to get rid of the inflammation. But, boy, he has, he has an awful lot of metal in that leg. Yeah, and he's got a lot of walking to do left. He really three does. Three more rounds yeah. if he makes it that yeah, far. Yeah, if he makes it that far. Well, he shot a 74, so he already is way behind in this tournament. And he is in danger of making not making the cut. The cut is today, after the second round today. I'm guessing it's going to be, with the way the field is shaping up, I'm going to guess maybe one over par would make the cut, which means he would have to shoot a three under par to get to that one over, that's the way things are. He's already four over. He shot even par, still be four over. So he's got to do pretty well to get back in there. Nonetheless, uh, the PGA is going on big crowds there. We have a lot of local people who oh, are yeah. going down there this weekend. It might be on the dicey side, <laughs> at least for one day, and it might be quite a bit cooler. Yeah, well, I definitely uh, welcome the cool breeze. I know you do too. Um, I'm a level with you, Ned. Missouri State baseball bears need some help. And I was thinking... Got the softball girls on the other side of the room. Maybe we get some of those girls, tuck their hair under the caps, get them on the team. Maybe they can help these Bears get some wins. Well, man. the Bears did get a win last Finally. Time. They won 7-6 with a rally in the 8th and ninth innings to pull out a victory over Bradley. The Bradley team is quite a bit under 500. So we're seeing teams that are trying to keep out of the play-in round. Bradley's going to be in that play-in round the Bears are hoping to avoid it, but they are going to need help. Even if they sweep this series, when they win tonight and tomorrow afternoon, they'd still be 10 and 11. And 10 and 11 is right on the cutting edge, and they're not even there yet. So we'll see what happens. The play-in round begins next Tuesday. It is here in town at Hammonds Field. It's a Missouri Valley Conference tournament, and it's it's a tremendous event, folks. It's all the t- well, it's not all because there are eight teams that play. There's several in the valley who don't play baseball. Uh, eight teams playing, so five plays eight and six plays seven in the play-in round. And that's a single elimination, the play-in round. Lose, sayonara. We advance to the next round, and it's double the elimination. That does help. Nonetheless, the overall winner, which will be next Sunday, not this coming, but next Sunday, 
uh, will be the NCAA tournament representative for the Missouri Valley Conference. This is going for all the, the big show in college baseball. Yeah, and uh, if you're not going to the lake next weekend for Memorial Day, be a cool way to spend the weekend if you like baseball. So, uh, And you can kick your weekend off early. So hopefully uh, maybe... Maybe some of those guys on the Bears team are listening to me, and they're going to go call some of these girls from the softball team, get them on that team, help that, them win. That uh, Lady Bears team plays this afternoon at 1 o'clock, and they're playing Mizzou up in Columbia, and that is the Missouri softball team's first time in over a decade in the NCAA tournament. Well, good luck to those ladies. Get that dub. Prove me right, please. All right, so uh, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals going on right now, uh, but one game at a time. It is because these, while they are the different conference championships, they are the overall NBA mm-hmm. semifinals because the two winners play each other. This time, the Boston Celtics got back into it. They pounded the Miami Heat in Miami, 127-102. to 102. This was the real Boston Celtics who yeah, showed up. they showed up this time. I think this is a good team. Miami is also a very good team. Jimmy Butler has a command on this ball club that's pretty doggone good. And Spolstra, their coach, does a good job really feel like the Celtics have the better team, but we're going to find out. The next two games are in Boston this weekend, and from there, I really feel like Boston takes command in this series. I think they do too, which would be nice, and then we've got the uh, Mavericks taken on the Warriors tonight as well. I, 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 in, in all honesty, Golden State is the better of those two teams. Dallas can do a lot because of Doncic, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic, and they, and they have some good surrounding players. But I really feel like Golden State's better. Yeah, one guy doesn't make a team even even though he is amazing. Well, if you're trying to figure out who to root for, pick the Celtics. I know you're going to slap me in the face next time you see him. Pick me, pick the Celtics because they got a local tie in the kid from St. Louis uh, on that Jason team. Tatum? Yeah, know. so you got to go with the Celtics even though it, it, it pains me to say anything positive about an Eastern <laughs> team. Uh, okay, I'm growing up, I think. Blues were in Denver once again. Game two against the Avalanche last night. Were they able to catch up with Colorado? Colorado. They did. St. Louis wins the game by a score of 4-1, to one, and what the Blues did was change up on their defense a little bit. They had been concentrating on being very physical. Well, this time they changed the shifts and different players on the shifts, and it thwarted Colorado. Uh, as slowed them down. To the, oh, it, it, it slowed them down considerably. Uh, whereas they had 54 shots on goal in their first game, they only had 30. Well, actually, Bennington made 30 saves, gave up one, so they had 31 shots on goal. And that's a huge difference. When you can take away from a speedy team like they did and slow down their offense, well, you're gonna, your chances of winning are much better. And the Blues did get a win, 4-1. to one. So the series is tied at a game apiece. Now the series moves to St. Louis, and they'll play tomorrow night uh, at the Enterprise Center up in St. Louis. The next two games are in St. Louis. I'm of the opinion that home ice advantage isn't all that big a deal. Case in point is the Blues winning in Denver last night. But over and above all that, these are pivotal games now coming up. Series side 1-1. It's a best of seven. It will go back to Colorado for a game five. That's There's no doubt about that. But over and above all that, Blues did play better. Well, let's go Blues. Hopefully they can uh, build upon that win. And God, God love Jordan, man. He is just killing it back there. Interesting thing about it is he was benched this season. I know. But he... He has moments. This isn't the first time where he's come up and just had incredible games, especially in the postseason. So whatever they're giving that that kid for breakfast, Cheerios, or Lucky Charms, I hope they're filling his bowl with the same thing this morning. All right. Uh, we had the St. Louis Cardinals and Royals both got to play yesterday. No rain. As did the Springfield Cardinals and no rain. Oh, man. No rain. That's what I like to hear. But also no winds. 
I mean, we went over three last night. Actually, it was yesterday afternoon. Cardinals and the Mets were playing a getaway game. Getaway game is the term that's used when they play in an afternoon because the team has to leave and go to another locale. Well, the Cardinals are going to Pittsburgh, where they're playing this weekend. Cardinals have the game won. Tie the game in the ninth inning at 5-5. to Take the lead in the tenth inning, 6-5. to And then put a runner on base, and here comes Pete Alonso, and you don't want to pitch to him. Mm -hmm. They did. 447 feet later, the Mets had the win. Yep. That was a shot into the upper deck at Citi Field in New York, and that is a blast. They listed it at 447 feet. It's a shot. Alonso's a great player, all-star, and a kid who the New York Mets signed for Boku Bucks, and rightfully so. All right, a win for New York, 7-6 in 10 innings, a walk-off home run. But some really bad news for this team, too, because they lost Max Scherzer. Max, of course, pitched against the Cardinals the night before, and he strained an oblique muscle. That's in the chest and the rib cage. He's out for two months. So the New York Mets are now missing Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom, their two top pitchers. That's their problem. <laughs> the Cardinals, Cardinals have their own to worry about, and the Cardinals have made some interesting uh, additions to the club. They have. Uh, Libertor is now with the team, and Gorman yeah, is with the team. Up. So uh, and, and, and good, because these guys can play. Libertor, yeah. a former number one draft choice, and Gorman, who tore the cover of the ball down here yep. last year. These uh, these guys will help. I think uh, it's time for some new blood, and hopefully they can shake things up. Uh, let me let me talk a little bit about the Royals, too, because they fell to the Chicago White Sox. 7-4 to four was their game. And the Springfield Cardinals, who are having trouble getting their game together. Good team, but they're having trouble getting a rhythm. Lost to the Wichita win surge 6-5. Man, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, everyone's always like, how does Ned know all this these sports facts and I, years ago when we first started working I remember I remember it like yesterday he came in with this giant book of old school sports facts and carries it around you never see it but he brought it in today so what what kind of history <laughs> you dropping on me today got to drop off a pretty good one I think uh, this was 87 years ago tonight 87 years ago 1935 May 20th very first ever night game in Major League Baseball we take it for granted now. That was wasn't the always the case. Was not always the case. I, and really, when you put things in perspective, that's a relatively short time ago. In fact, Mike, not all of America was even electrified at that time. Had many people who live out in this part of the country who did not have electricity. Dude, they didn't have running water until the 60s. Even, even later than that. But the first night game played at Old Crosley Field in Cincinnati, which was the home field for many, many years with the Cincinnati Reds. Great old ballpark, very small. Only sat about 30,000 in a bandbox. You could hit the ball out of it forever. Anyway, first night game. Why was the first night game played there? Because Cincinnati is under baseball lore where the first ever professional baseball games were held. So under tradition, they put the lights on. First game. 87 years ago tonight. Now, everybody plays night baseball, but I'm going to play a little trivia with you. While Cincinnati was the first one to play at night, who was the last? To go night games? Mm -hmm. Oh, Cubs. That's exactly yeah, right. Because they didn't want to touch the tradition, which I understand. The, the tradition existed for so many years. 1988, the Cubs finally bowed to Major League Baseball. Why did they bow to it? Because Major League Baseball said, you want the All-Star game? 
You ain't get it unless you put lights in. Yeah. Uh, we'll put it Hey, hold on. <laughs> the guy's walking up the tower right now. See, you always say I don't listen to you. Look, I've been listening to you. That's how I remember this you stuff. You get a great I'm a. starting my own book. That's, That's why <laughs> I got an A today. A plus. All right. On graduation day, you well, get an A plus. Let me ask you. I'm going to throw it right back on you for that first lit game in uh, Ohio. How drunk do you think they got that night? Well, probably, I don't know. They drink a lot of beers. <laughs> I know, that's Scotland. what I'm saying. First and their night sponsor game? was a, a beer company. Here's another little trivia. Who turned on the first lights? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a little known fact, but it really shouldn't be FDR. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, he's the one who threw the switch, They huh? had a special switch put in the White House, and he pulled the lever, and on went the lights. And then some, some guy hit a radio. He hit it, and then the other guy goes, Hit the okay. button. Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> hit the button. <laughs> They've been playing tricks on us for years, Ned. You have a great weekend. Yes, sir.